everyone. Welcome once again to the Welsh Football Fans podcast. I'm Alex Feeney, off of Welsh Football Fans. And uh, if you know Welsh Football Fans, then you will know that we are a Welsh footballing fan type uh, channel. So uh, we have a website, which is, of course, welshfootballfans.com. And we're on uh, social as well. So at welshfootball underscore on Twitter and Instagram. And we are... Uh, ooh. Oh yeah, that's right. Welsh Football Fans on uh, Facebook. That's Welsh Football Fans on Facebook. I mean, who could forget that? So, episode three then. And in this edition, we are going back to a wonderful, wonderful month. It was gloriously sunny. It was uh, a June, I think it was. And uh, Welsh football was just at its absolute peak. And we were playing Russia. Not only were we playing Russia, we played arguably the best game we have ever, ever played at international level. Uh, and it was against uh, Russia. And just one of those days where everything went right and it was just absolutely stunning. And the scenes afterward was just, wow. I mean, they were just, you know, big feels, big tears. It was great. But might not be the Russia game that you're thinking of. Because if you're thinking of Euro 2016 and Russia, then... Uh, no, no, it wasn't that one. This one came a couple of years later and didn't involve the men. This was the women. They were in their own World Cup qualifying campaign. They were playing Russia in Newport and they put in one of the finest performances they've ever had and came so close to qualifying for the World Cup out of quite a difficult group, which of course included the Lionesses of England. In this chat, then, we are recapping that game. Then it was replayed uh, by the FAW on their social media channels. And we were very lucky to chat to Rachel Rowe and also to Tash Harding and to Kaylee Green. They all had a huge part to play in that game and in that campaign uh, generally then. Lawrence Mora took the, uh, took the initiative with this one and uh, he flew solo. And to be honest, you know... Early on, he was struggling a little bit, but I, you know, I think he started to uh, to ease into it and to 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 find his level a little bit later on. But uh, this is just uh, a great catch up with uh, three incredibly professional and incredibly brilliant people. And hope you enjoyed. Media training on. Media training. I've never had any, so. Yeah. Nah, this is lockdown. We don't have to have that. No. Ash has had plenty. And I'm raw anyway. Organic. Yeah. Raw right? organic. <laughs> at, what, at what point should I tell you guys we're live? Should I, should well, I, tell I you can this? see oh, it up there. I can see it live. There you go. So we have actually just gone live. Um, the connections have worked tonight. This is amazing. Uh, we've had a couple of problems on Tuesday evenings and Wednesday evenings, as you know. But uh, but tonight, because these three are here, uh, we have got uh, we're live. So, uh, welcome to the latest Welsh Football Fans Facebook Live. Uh, the ones that we've been bringing you as we've looked back at Wales Euro 2016 games, while the FAW are tonight playing Wales against Russia in the Women's 2019 uh, World Cup qualifiers. I think that's, uh, if I've got my dates right, because I've literally lost all ability to know what the dates are and what the year is. Um, and, and this is where Wales got so, so close. It was the penultimate game of the group. Um, just come off the back of a win against Kazakhstan, if I remember rightly, down at the Liberty Stadium. You Kaylee, think so. I think you, you scored that night. It was yeah. a bit of a tough 1-0 win. Uh, and I went to, Russia, I went to the game against Russia. Beautiful June evening. 
and it was the most perfect performance. The most perfect performance. We will get on to all of that soon, no, but first of all, uh, let's introduce you. Uh, Kaylee Green is joining us this evening. Uh, Rachel Rowe mm -hmm. is joining us this evening, and Tash Harding is, of course, in the house. She didn't get the memo about wearing a sort of grey-green top, <laughs> so unfortunately yeah. she's gone for white, um, and I've gone for red. But, uh, but listen, thank you very much for joining us, the three of you. Uh, first of all, then, lockdown. How is it going? Kaylee, you've been painting benches and uh, making garden furniture, I understand. Yeah, it's, it's, I've been Bob the Builder. It's been great. Um, it's not too bad. Been, yeah, doing a lot of building, painting, a lot of cleaning, um, and yeah, still training. So it's, it's busy bee for me. Yeah, because you're still down in Brighton, right? So, um, yeah. and, and Rachel and Tash, you you also in Reading. You've kind of stayed, well, close to, close to Reading where your club is. Oh uh, well, I well I, I don't actually listen. It's not like you two wait for each other. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we've been actually we really polite then. Um, yeah. No, I live in Sirencester. Um, so yeah, I'm away from Rachel because I probably would have been if I was closer to Rachel. I'm sure I'd be going over, sitting in the driveway, a cup of the tea, admiring a new garden. Yeah, I wouldn't let you in. Uh, but yeah, no, just same as Katie, trying to keep busy. Um, yeah, trying to keep the brain ticking over as well as physical exercise. So yeah, busy. Well, listen, let's let's get back to the uh, to the summer and the World Cup qualifiers that you had. So as I was saying, uh, I think it was Kazakhstan that you just played at the Liberty. I think it was Bosnia, wasn't it? Was it Bosnia? And I think we played Kazakhstan at Cardiff. Yeah. Ah, so I think good. it was Bosnia in Swansea and then Russia in Newport. Yeah, because didn't Hay did Haley score in the Bosnia game? The free kick. Yeah, because that was, yeah, down the road from my house. I remember that one. So I think that was Bosnia and then Kazakhstan. There you go. There you go. So, and then into the, uh, so that put you into a real good position, didn't it? And sort of battling with, with Russia for that, for that top two place. And yeah. then it all came together on the night, didn't it? It all came together. So what was this like before the game? What was it kind of the feeling in the squad? You kind of got through that game at the Liberty uh, and then... Where were you? How were you feeling going into it, Rachel? Well, we'd gone through a couple of games, hadn't we, where we got like the odd goal. Kay, I mean, was a lifesaver in that in that campaign. I think she scored quite a lot of our goals, didn't you? Um, you know, but yeah, I think we were always riding on the next game. We concentrated on the games that were in front of us at the time. And obviously it was just one by one. We were getting results and, and results. And yeah, it was just your normal kind of, in a campaign it's different, obviously there's so much riding on it and you want to be getting wins and wins or if not wins then draws because you want to keep the points going. Um, and yeah, we knew what our performance when we played them away, that was the first game of the campaign I think or one of the first ones um, and we got a nil-nil against them and it was horrific conditions. It was like was minus 10 or something. We should have had a penalty at the end. Yeah, Tasha will remember that night because she nearly um, probably passed out, nearly. Yeah. From It was so cold. We were just having, like, induced asthma attacks. Um, not even being dramatic. But, yeah, no. we, knew, we knew that if our kind of game plan was different on the night, that we would have got a result to them away. So we knew if we kind of put the foot, you know, the front foot forward in the game that we would have got a result. And, obviously, that, that showed in the second half massively. Um, and yeah, we got a really good result and probably one of the best performances that I've seen us give in, in my um, Welsh career so far. Mm -hmm. Kelly, I think that 
whole campaign had been sort of building, hadn't it? You hadn't conceded a goal. You know, Rachel, the games had been really tight, but it seemed like you just kept growing in confidence throughout. Yeah, I think, like Rachel said, you know, we, you know, we were taking points. Um, you know, yeah, it was only a goal here, goal there, but I think the points that we were taking, the confidence was growing by each point. Um, and then I think it's, I, I don't know, like like Rachel, it just clicked in that game. Um, I think our preparation before it, I think everyone seemed quite relaxed, as I remember in the training session prior to it. Mm. Um, and then as soon as the, the, the whistle went, um, I think you could just see as a team, everybody was was up for it. Everybody was given 100%. The to togetherness was just there. And then, yeah, second half, I, I, we... First half was a bit difficult, you know, we we were still in the game, but second half was just a whole different game plan. It, it, we come out and I don't know what, something just clicked and it, it come together and obviously put the goals in. Yeah, I think you do, yourself, do yourself a disservice through the first half because I think you look the better side. You, you certainly yeah. came out and you were positive. Uh, and Jane had sort of changed it around a bit as well, Tash, hadn't she, in terms of uh, formation? Uh, yeah, so I think throughout the whole campaign, I don't think we'd stuck to one sort of formation or one tactic. Um, but yeah, we are, we wanted a counter attack on them. We tried to give them a false hope, really. Um, and it was defend, but get as many bodies forward as you can quick as possible. And I think it just seemed to work. We kind of grinded them down, I think, first half. Mm-hmm. Um, I should have scored first half. I had a really good chance inside the box. Um but yeah, I think hurts. Pardon? I can tell that still hurts. Yeah. Is that Every special remembers the ones they miss. They never remember the ones they score. <laughs> um but yeah, it's it's I think yeah, I think the whole 90 minutes, I thought well, in my opinion is probably one of the best performances I've seen as a collective from a Welsh women's team anyway. Um so yeah, I know it's I think we everyone still talks about it now, so it could have been pretty good. Yeah, it was pretty decent. It's pretty decent. It just seemed the setting. Everything was there. The sun, the the clean sheet, the performance, uh, the yeah. cameras were there as well, weren't they? Because at that point, you guys were really kind of like building building a heck of a following as well. And, and there was a sort of media momentum behind you as well. Yeah, I think um, that we gathered more momentum after the draw against England. I think that definitely like galvanised us towards the forefront in the media um, and the, probably the men's fans as well. Um, so I think that definitely gained us a lot more respect. And I, what was it? The, I think Bosnia must have been more, maybe 3,000 rich, maybe just under. Mm. In the Liberty, it was quite a lot. Um, and then, yeah, Newport, even though we weren't allowed to expand the, the capacity, I think we still managed to sell out, you know, just over 1,000. So... And the good, um, good thing about it, I think we, we sold out within 24 hours. So it just yeah. kind of shows, you know, the support that we had from yeah, It was interesting because there were people trying to get tickets because obviously it was a reduced capacity at Newport Stadium. It wasn't that Rodney Parade. It was uh, Newport International, I think it's called, isn't yeah. it? Um, so it was reduced capacity there. And yeah, there was a scramble for tickets. And that's probably not something that you guys are, have experienced too much. I definitely yes. haven't. I haven't. Yeah. But it felt usually, like... usually we're given a man just to get him in the door. Yeah. This time. <laughs> but 
Yeah, well, we'll I'll tell you what, we'll come back to that. We'll come back to that because uh, and the strides that you guys have made in, in terms of getting that support and, and galvanising it. Uh, we've got a few people saying hello, though. Uh, John Carrier said evening. Uh, Toby Rogers says, great to see all the girls here. Ian Campbell has said, it's great to see the girls here and on, the, on Welsh football fans. Can't wait for the qualifiers return. I love a Wales women's home and away matches. Uh, Mike Atwood is saying good evening as well. Uh, a few other guys are all pitching in. So, um, again, this kind of comes back to that support that was there that night. And I imagine you had lots of faces that you recognised and then lots of faces that were new faces that were there for the ride, Katie, as well. Yeah, you know, we, we had some old players, um, you know, commentating on the game and then they were there supporting as well. And it's always great to see new fans coming coming along. And, you know, that's not just young girls and young boys. It's, you know, there was men, there was women, grown women there coming. So it's great that we can attract that, that type of crowd and all different generations. So it's fantastic. And I think as each game has gone along, we, we our crowds have gone massive, even bigger since Russia. So it's, it's great. Mm. Right. So you say that halftime it clicked. So Rach, what was said at halftime? What was uh, what was Jane's inspirational words? Because obviously she turned it around for you guys, um, pulled it all together. It was nothing to do with you lot. Um, so what what was Jane's inspirational halftime team talk? Now you're asking something, aren't you? Gotta get these. Secrets. I haven't got a clue what she said. To be honest, I can't remember. You're in the moment. The first half is over. You go in the change rooms. Like you have five minutes to yourself. And you kind of, a million things goes through your head. Opportunities, things you could have done better, what you need to go do going forward. Obviously, the gaffer comes in then. I'd imagine it was somewhere along the lines of your performance has been good so far, but we need to exploit them because that's what our plan was. It was to exploit them on the counter. Um, it would have been something along them lines. A little bit of shouting probably to get us riled up again. And then slap on your ass and get out. <laughs> right. So it, what is Jane Ludlow at halftime? Chash, we know she is ultra competitive. We know she's absolutely a, a winner through and throughs. Is she a ranter and raver at halftime? Is she a, an arm no. around the shoulder? Is she a, she's, a she's really shy. Really shy, really <laughs> quiet, um, really reserved. Sometimes we have to try and get out of the. Um, no, like she she manages like she used to play. I, I've played against her. I've played with her, and she's exactly the same. She she can lose her head and swear, and then within a split second, be smiling and thinking <laughs> that nothing's wrong. So yeah, it's, I just remember. I think the only thing I remember is her walking through the change room just smiling because I don't think she, I think she was quite shocked of how well it was going. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's the only thing I really remember. I'm a bit like Rachel, don't really, unless it's we played really rubbish. I think they're the only ones you really remember um, from the halftime team talks. But yeah, I just can't really remember. I just remember everyone being really relaxed and pretty yeah. positive, really. I think I agree with that. I think it was quite relaxed in there. Like usually Jess is giving her speech, but even she was just chilled. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think it was actually quite chill, just everybody saying, like, just keep going, girls, like, just keep doing what you're doing. And then obviously then she changed the formation and it worked. Yeah, yeah. So what was the change? What was the change she made at halftime, which kind of uh, instigated it? Um, I actually can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> so did she, small. Oh, did she go three? 
Yeah, so we had three, I think. Because, uh, yeah. Yeah, because it was, yeah. Um, yeah, it was me, you, and Hells at top. Yeah. yeah, but that was supposed to be the plan anyway. But then I would just join. So maybe I just didn't get back. So I don't I actually know if there was much of a change. Past. All of a sudden, second half, you seem to be kind of pushed further forward in terms of... Uh, yeah, I don't think that uh, was tactical. That wasn't tactical. <laughs> I think that was because I was tired. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I actually, I don't know. I can't remember. But she might have, I think. And then Jason has maybe stayed central. Um, mm. But because I remember there was for the, I don't know what goal it was, second or either first or second. And Robbie's the one that plays the ball and she's like high in central. So, yeah, I was playing one. left back. Yeah, it all broke yeah, down. But... Jess did that amazing slide tackle from behind, scooped it, gave it to Has. Has passed to me, yeah. then passed to Kay. You said it. Yeah. So Next, I, I don't know then... if it was tactical changes. I don't know, but I, I think can't we were remember. more just direct. <laughs> yeah. I'm just maybe remember. like enjoying it a bit more. So you, like where you're just enjoying it and you're in the moment, your position just changing and you're just going with the flow. And I think. Well, that's what just yeah. happened. Yeah. And what a second half you had, Kaylee. Yes. Yeah, second half. Good. One, two, So the first goal was you running through, was it? And, and sort of a one-on-one -on -one with the keeper? Or was it a bundle? Was it a bundle home? No, it was one. That's why I'm looking forward to watching cross. the game again. Cross. Yeah, it was, it was a cross and then it was, um, I just squeezed it uh, between the goalkeeper and the front post. Because originally, I think I went to shoot and I think actually... Like, I think I shot and she may have saved it. Oh, I can't remember it. That, did I cut that spent... back one? I can't remember if I cut that back to that first goal. Are you claiming an assist on all of these, Rage? I don't know. No, no, no. <laughs> there, you can't get an assist for like four back, can you? Yeah, it was. I think it was a cross. And then as it come in, um, I just put it there between the, the goalkeeper and the front post. So that was the first one. And then the second one was the combination one, which is, um, which is good. And the third one obviously was was Tasha's um, claim the assist on that one. You you're claiming the assist on that one. That's absolutely the goalkeeper can get an assist for that, can't she? Because didn't she save the first one? Save the first one, and then I put it through her legs on the second one. Yeah, <laughs> she deserved it. Through the legs, through the legs. Yeah, that, that one definitely stands. Um, yep, yeah, so we've got a couple of comments. Jamo Tucker, he said, I remember watching that game uh, at home and impressed with how they played all night, to be honest. Uh, he said, also, wing England away, uh, we definitely should have won 1 0. The ball went over the line. And it's like, Jamo's still angry about that, Tash. You're still angry. I've seen this debate going on for a while. I, I tried to watch it the other night, um, rewind it a few times. You can't tell. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I would have loved to have said it gone over the line, but I don't know. There was instant reaction. Everyone around. Everyone did. Like, like, we did. Everyone did. But I mean, it's nothing we can do now, is it? You were the only team, I think, you were the only team to have taken points or, or off England up until they lost in the semi-finals, right? They, they went obviously uh -huh. through qualifying, through the tournament to the semi-finals when they finally lost. And you guys were the only team to take a sort of a point off them or stop them winning. So a huge credit for you for that Southampton game. Like, it was absolutely immense. Yeah, I, it was I hard. <laughs> if you want to get a draw, kids, go and do your fitness. Yeah. yeah, it is. Yeah. Try not to get cramped halfway through. <laughs> and have the oh, opposition great. manager stretching. <laughs> oh, God. You didn't have cramp. You were time wasting, weren't you? Phil Neville oh. knew. Kaylee, he knew. That's it. That's it. He knew. <laughs> He's come to help me. Got in a bit of trouble after, but that's okay. <laughs> 
uh, and I heard they were uh, there was a few kind of uh, uh, what are they mind games, should we say, from the England uh, players or the England sort of setup during that game. I think coming out, there were sort of the, their flags or something like that in front of the changing rooms and various other bits and pieces happening. Be honest, I can't really yeah, I think we were just also focused on what we are doing about us, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't even tell you, really couldn't tell you. Didn't, if they did, I didn't didn't pay attention to it. It didn't we work. were that focused, I think, on a game plan. I don't think anything had phased us. I, we went and there. We with... didn't have any time. Remember, we were, stuck oh, in yeah. traffic, we were stuck in traffic, and we got there and we had like fifteen minutes to get ready. So it yeah. was actually a good thing because we were stuck yeah. in traffic. Our warm up was due to start in like fifteen twenty minutes, and we still weren't there. So we went in straight in, good got time. changed, and straight out. And it's it's not enough time to think about anything. Yeah. And if so there was anything on the door, it got ripped off anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to hear it. So you, literally, so you just literally just came into the stadium, changed, pitch, warm up, done. Yeah, play. it wasn't long at all. I would, yeah. like, say, Max, we, had, we didn't have much time. You normally get to the game an hour and a half before kickoff. Mm. And I think we were, yeah, we were sub an hour. Easy. Yeah. There was really bad traffic, I think. Yeah. It was because it was well. There was so there was like thirty thousand people there, wasn't there? Yeah, it's huge crowd, wasn't it? Huge. We crowd. were all going down the same road at rush hour to try and get there. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and I think a good little five hundred of the uh, of the Welsh Wall sat up in one corner, weren't they? And, uh, yeah. and giving it loads for you lot. I can remember some of the celebrations from that. I think Dan and Abby were there for us guys and uh, and doing some stuff for you. And yeah, great, great day. Um, a few others we've got here. Uh, so we've got Ian Campbell going. Yeah, totally agree with uh, with that. It was definitely a goal from Tash uh, in the England game. I think he's going back to uh, John Carrier says Lucy Bronze knows. Not totally sure. <laughs> What Lucy Blonde knows, but I think she's the one that cleared it off the line. Yeah, she did. <laughs> ah, that's what it is. Then she towed it off. Yeah. Who knows? Only she knows. Yeah. Ah, what could it be? Never mind. Where's Var? We're going to qualify for the next tournament in 2022, uh, aren't we? So. Uh, We'll, we'll come on to that in a minute. We'll come on to that in a minute. So, uh, so this game, so, so the second half performance where you absolutely blitz Russia. Talk me through those celebrations because the celebrations at the end must still, do they still kind of live with you a little bit at the end of that game? Or yeah. Or it a blur? No, I think it was, one thing I always remember was Tash grabbing the camera. Uh, <laughs> yeah, grabbing it. I, I think it was, it, was, oh, it, was, it was great. The crowd was up, the whole team, everybody. It, it was a great moment. It was fantastic. It's great. I, th I don't know about you, but I think it was like relief. Mm. I think it was like relief. It was just everything that, okay, this is, we just got one game left and that's it. Mm. So, and to get to that point, um, yeah, it was, it was amazing. And it was just nice to repay like, the people, not saying like the new fans and, you know, they, they are great, but the people that have come in to watch us week in, week, like when we were not very good. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was just a nice way of repaying them and getting them involved. And I remember when Zombie Nation came on, that was very good. Um, but I had drug testing, so I couldn't enjoy all the celebrations. So, um, yeah. Did you get dragged off the pitch then? Were you kind of? Yeah, me and Sophie in? Ingle, I think it was. Oh man. Yeah, but um, I just remember, was it? Did Jess have champagne in the change room? Yeah, she did. Two bottles, I think. Didn't yeah. She? And we, I think, did we drink one or something? Or something like that. I think yeah. you, you, well, you missed some of it because of drug testing, but yeah. I just cast the back end of it. 
<laughs> you had that much left in the bottom. Yeah, yeah. yeah She's like swinging it. Shaking yeah, it. it's that. Uh, yeah, um, I think Holly and Nathan do fantastic content and videos for us. And I remember the video after that, everyone. And I probably still watch it now. I got all of them in my phone. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. They tug at your heartstrings, them ones. Oh, yeah. all of them. And the music as well. Yeah, that's what grabs you. Everything. Just the memories and the music. And and the heartache as well off the back of it because obviously it mm. wasn't a successful campaign for us so as many well, high moments that we had yeah, yeah it was it was heartbreaking when obviously we didn't qualify it, it took i think it took me it took me a while it took me a while off the back end of the loss of england and not qualifying i think it, it took like i kind of lost myself a little bit and i don't know i didn't really i don't know whether anyone else did but for a while not qualifying, I kind of, yeah, I kind of lost myself because I was just so gutted. I was, I was, it, it, it got me, even talking about it now, it gets me because we we had such a great campaign and not qualifying after all the hard work we did. It was just demoralising. And not even to get a playoff place. That, that was seemed the harshest to me of all, of all, because there's, there's so few teams that qualify out of all the European nations. That you think, oh, okay, well, we get second place, there'll be a playoff, or but there wasn't even that, was there? There's nowhere, no fallback at all. No, I think we needed Iceland to win. Um, and I think they were leading with like 10 minutes to go and they lost 2 1. So if they had won, we would have got a playoff. Yeah. yeah. It's hard, it's always I, hard when yeah. you win for the teams, isn't it? You know, you, you, you... You can do your, you know, you play your games and you're just waiting on other wins or losses and it's just like, oh, okay, here we go. Did the uh, did the Brighton move come at a quite a good time for you then, Kaylee? Do you, you, you hadn't signed for them at that point or was it kind of almost no. done? Yeah, it was kind of, yeah, it was, I hadn't quite signed. It was a difficult one because obviously on the back end of it, 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 it took, took it, it wouldn't say it took my love from football away. But it took. I didn't want to play. I didn't want to train it. Like I was quite. I was quite gutted in the sense that we didn't qualify. And it. it took me maybe a few weeks just to get back into playing football again because I think it kind of got me. It did for a few weeks, and then when I got when I met the girls and I was training, uh, I think that's when I started finding myself again. But yeah, it, it took me a couple of weeks. I think I think Wales fans can like. Yeah, can totally feel that empathy, you know, from their teams, you know, even at club sides losing in playoff finals or or not qualifying, like, you know, 2003, three, four when when we failed to qualify against Russia, like that was proper. You know, yeah. You kill yourself a few weeks, don't you? But I can sort of understand from a player's point of view, it must be even more so. But we kind of okay, did you want to carry on at that point? Or did you all kind of go away and think, have I is that is that my last campaign done? Start with you there, Tash. To start with. Um, I don't think we had enough time. I don't think we had time to think about it. Did we, Rich? I think we were in like two days after. Yeah, um, club-wise, we were in straight away. Yeah, I think. Um, I've been quite open about it. The first few months with Wales, I struggled to be okay with failure. Because mm. I think that's what ultimately it was. We we failed, um, and I didn't know whether I wanted to carry on playing for Wales or not. Because I did, I I could couldn't see myself. You know, if I had, if we had failed again, would I be 
how would I handle it? Um, and I just couldn't quite picture myself going through that again. So similar to Kaylee, really. Um, but yeah, um, yeah, we didn't. We were back in within two days. But I mean, the girls and they were pretty good to us. You know, none of them took the the piss. Shall I say? If I can say that. <laughs> you can say that here. That's fine. yeah. Uh, they didn't. What? Not at all. No, they oh, wouldn't dare do it to me and Rachel. No. Oh, no. <laughs> would have seen some psychosis coming out there would have been like there would have been front like headlines of dbh or something <laughs> just just a slight a slight late one in the uh, in training yeah <laughs> um, so they were you, really they? good yeah no, that's good that's good uh, what about you then rachel were you off the back of it were you considering your wales future or uh, I think for me, too, I think for me, it's different. Um, like the, the girls got a couple; they've got a couple of years on me. Um, yeah. And I come back into senior football later as well within the Welsh setup. I know, obviously, we've all had our little stints in and out of it, especially us three. Um, but yeah, I I'll play for Wales as long as my legs work and as long as I'm needed. Um, you know, within the squad and. And that's kind of my outlook on it at the moment. It did, don't get me wrong, it did make me question things. And you always have things like that in your career that make you question playing, whether that's club or country. Um, but yeah, you got, kind of go through a process and it was like I was explaining it and it not to be a bit extreme, but it was like grieving. You invest yourself in something for a campaign and it's two years and you are investing in extra training and you're trying to you're trying to bond more with each other to try and get that you know the feeling on the pitch as well you're going through different phases of play where you might be playing in different positions and you do you invest so much into it for that period of time and then obviously like Tash said it's failure ultimately and as competitive athletes none of us like failure. Well it's interesting you should say failure so we've got uh Ian Campbell saying, you didn't fail, you made us all proud. Uh, Matthew Mavis Davis saying, it was an campaign that inspired girls to play football across Wales, and it was successful. Uh, John Carrier saying, spot on, Matthew. So there are people out there who think that it, was, uh, it wasn't a failure in the slightest. Do you look back now and think, yeah, we're proud of what, where we got to. Like, how, how do you feel of it now that the dust has settled and you've kind of, you've moved on into this next campaign, Katie? Um, if I'm being like honest, like it still gets me if I look back on it. It really does um, because we were just so close. Um, yeah, we, you know, if you look from everything we did and, and like every game we were building, we got stronger. Um, and you can tell, always take positives from them games. Um, going into this campaign, I think for me, it was a bit nerve-wracking the first maybe game, two games, because of what we did in the last campaign and how high we was and the expectations of, of, of what we did in that campaign. It, it kind of, it, it, it's on your, the weight is on your shoulders and, and what you should do or how you should perform or the expectations in this. So the first two games, were, personally for me, were, were quite difficult. Um, because you have that expectation, you want to win, you want to take points, and, and as we we ain't getting any younger um, with this campaign, I think it's it's massive for for myself because it's something, you know, I'm not getting younger. I would like to qualify. I would like to go to a major tournament. So I think this particular campaign is is massive. Yeah. 
And for you, Tash, when now you look back, is that competitiveness of yours still make you feel like wanted to get over the line and it, it kind of taints the rest of it or? Uh, look, I think what we achieved, I don't think we'll understand yeah. the bigger picture until we probably come out of the game or stop playing for Wales. Um, you know, we certainly will gain a lot more fans. We have gained a lot more interest, but Personally, again, it's just going back. We didn't do it. Um, I know we were really close, but we weren't because England were ruthless and it just showed the, the, the different level that you have to be at to go to a, to earn the right to go to a major tournament. Um, maybe if we had a different team, I don't know. It might have been a different outcome. Um, but certainly, I think for this campaign, we obviously won the different outcome. We all want to we all want to qualify, but in what two years time who's to say what our bodies are going to be like what our you know mentality is going to be like so again it's it's a different um you know scenario that we're in right now um I'm the same as Kaylee I'm and obviously a lot I'm a bit older than Rachel so we're at the end of our careers now and we want to be able to say that we went to a major tournament it's not that old yeah, but yeah, so I don't know. It's, it's 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 a different one at the minute because yeah. you know, in two years' time, we no one knows what they're going to be like or how they're feeling. So, um, I'd like to think that we're all going to stick together and just build on that and hopefully qualify. But you know, I'm, I'm not Mystic Meg, unfortunately. Well, this is true, this is true. Um, but uh, but you are in a good position in the group, right? It's so a second in the group. Uh, you probably would like a couple more points under the belt. Is yeah, that, I think the I think the two draws against Northern Ireland are disappointing. Um, yeah, so I think that one we've kind of made a rod for our own back a little bit and made it a bit more difficult. Um, but you know we, we have to just rely on other teams to take points off them, and we have to take care of our own business now. Yeah, that Rachel Rose scored a decent goal in Belarus, if I remember rightly. Kaylee, didn't she? Yeah, it was alright. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I bet she's not a bad finisher, but. Um, but nah, yeah. she, she's good. Put a word in, will you, for me? <laughs> <laughs> I'll further up the pitch. No, get back to full back. <laughs> for sure, yeah. Like to see Rachel. All right, I'm, I think I'm going to go off the call now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so, so obviously, but you've got two huge games coming up against Norway. That's going to be kind of really crunch. And then Belarus at home. So, plenty of points for you to play for. And, and still, and, and in this one as well, I think you get second place is is a playoff place again if we if I've done my sort of sums right and you're in a kind yeah. of reasonable position in that. Yeah. So and we got the Faroe Islands as well. So um yeah, no, it's it's just we have to just take care of our own performances. And I think that's what we did the last campaign. We didn't really worry about anyone else. And you know, we were lucky along the way. Um, I'm not gonna lie. There was you look at the penalty against Bosnia and Carol put you know Laura Sullivan pulled off a, a fantastic save. Um, Belarus, Roby scored in what eighty something minutes. So, yeah, we do sometimes get a bit lucky, but um, you know, in the next few games or whenever they are, um, we have to make sure we take care of business. Taking care of business. A um, couple of questions then for you. Uh, Jano Tucker wants to know uh, just how much does playing for Wales mean to you three? So, Katie, should we start with you? What does Wales? What does playing for Wales mean for you? I don't think I can put many words on it really um there's no words I could kind of describe it I think I, I play with my heart on my sleeve and, and what you see is what you get really um I'm, I'm it's playing for for my country is massive and every time I put on a shirt 
I'm, I'm lucky to wear it. And I honour it with so much pride. And, so, and that's what I put into my game. I give everything for the badge and for the girls. Um, and I think you can kind of see that in my performance, really. Uh, for you, Rachel, what does it what does it mean to you? I feel like it. Um, obviously, we're still so young as as humans, obviously, but within sport, well, you know, we are. Tat we are. Kaylee, as, we, <laughs> as we sort of worked out. But I feel like you kind of you've already achieved something that's like a life lifelong goal. Mm. Obviously, growing up, all I wanted to do was play football, and and the ultimate thing is to play for your country, isn't it, and represent that. And, and yeah, like it makes me full, like it makes my family so proud of me. And yeah, it just gives you like the ultimate feeling of satisfaction and, and pride for Wales because I mean, you got a couple, well, the three of us all so passionate and um, we love everything about Wales and I would never shy away from being a Welsh person ever. So yeah, that's all I can, all I can say really is pride. Yeah. And for you, Tash? Um, yes, I play football to play for Wales. Um, you know, I, I even, you know, I'm captain of a fantastic club and play with some fantastic players, including Rachel, um, I fear on a daily basis. Um, but, you know, playing for Wales is nothing like it. Most of us have grown up together. We've seen each other go through massive lows and, and, and you know, big individual highs as well. So, it's something that I'll never, ever be able to replace, I don't think, when I retire. Um, the camaraderie, the, the friendships, everything. Um, and that's just the team alone. That's not even just how you would say playing for Wales means. But it's the same as the other girls. And I can only reiterate the fact that you just feel immense pride. And you know you're you know, holding your nation at a, you know, at a high standard. And your family are proud of you. You're proud of yourself your loved ones are and you're making yourselves proud and you, you're doing with some fantastic women alongside you as well. Mm. I think what's amazing for me, for me is uh, it's also seeing kind of all the careers that you've had and you know the fact that you know it's not just you've gone into an academy, you've passed through the academy, you've gone into being playing, you know great uh, Kaylee you've been off to Italy to play football, Tash you've been read so many different clubs. Uh, well travelled, is that what they call it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, Rachel, yeah. you, know, you were working in uh, <laughs> you were working in the prison service before before coming and playing pro football. So it's it's an incredible uh, journey that you've all been on. And actually, as players, the amount of caps you've all sort of accumulated, you've sort of gone through it as a team as well. I think, like from our point of view, dealing with you guys, and uh, I hope it sort of comes across in the stuff that we do with you. Is there that sort of family element that you've got and the pride that you've got in playing for Wales? Uh, a question in from uh, Dylan. Uh, oh, by the way, Jamo's come back and he says he absolutely loves those answers. Uh, so, so thank you for those. Um, Dylan Jones is saying, just wondered if you thought that you would have been playing for Wales when you were growing up. Was it kind of like always an aim? Rachel, let's go to you because you obviously kind of you've had kind of that career before football so was it always a name for you or was it something uh, sort of grew, grew I wouldn't say it was an aim I just wanted to play football and whatever that meant for me was just playing football and keep progressing in a way um mm. like when I was a kid obviously up until I was I think my first call up for the 17s was when I was 15 so obviously until that point you're kind of there there is nothing in place when I was growing up and obviously for the girls, it was similar. You kind of had regionals and things like that. Um, and a couple of the clubs had, um, 
they kind of had a Wales kind of it wasn't quite Wales it was a kind of mix of the best bunch of girls but it was only certain clubs that could do that um and then obviously Welsh colleges when you go to college etc but yeah up until you're 14 back in the day there was not really anything um so yeah you just push in to obviously get better and things like that and it's it's a lot different isn't it at home there's there wasn't academies and there wasn't you know the type of um path that there is now so yeah up until I got my first call up I was going to regionals and then you're just kind of waiting for it and then you kind of get in the system but I think um the pathway into it now is so much better and and there's colleges that do the courses and obviously within that all it gives you a, a bigger aim when you're younger you can look at it and go I want to play for Wales when I'm older yeah uh, was that the same for you, Kaylee, or was it kind of always, yeah, I want to go and play, play in that level and play for that I'd team? I'd probably say it's the same as Rachel, obviously. You had your regional squads, which would be like every Friday, and you'd go and play there with, with everybody else who's been selected um, at other clubs. Um, and then I played at a boys' team for a bit. Um, now, for me, it was just about playing football and enjoying it, which I did. Um, and I'd probably, for Rachel, I, I got my first call-up, and then from there, then... And, Obviously, I, I took a break from football for a bit and then I, I rejoined then. Um, I think it was a year before Jane come uh, as manager. So mine's a bit different because I had a call-up. Um, I played played in the Yamo and stuff like that. And, and then I took a break and then I come back. So my mind was a bit different, really. But as, as I was younger, no, not really. It was just about playing football and enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. I think I remember you saying, Tash, that you, you sometimes didn't even know that there was like it was a career that you could have it was just like you just wanted to play um yeah because same as Kaylee I played in a boys team from till from the age of five to 12 didn't really know anything different um even when I went to so I was in the Pontland Fright Boys Academy so I was in the development centre but again that was boys and I remember playing for going to a Welsh team um, in the Ian Rush tournament, Kale probably remember, and Robbie, I don't know if you did that. I, Caffilly? Was it Caffilly? No, so I was in for Wales, so Kale probably had done it oh, for right. Wales. Back in the day, it yeah. was Wales. Um, and then we, and I got back, and that's where I first met Jess Fishlock and Gwen and Harris. Um, and yeah, and I got back, and they said, oh look, you can't play for a boys team anymore. So I was like, oh, okay. Um, and I went to play for Caffilly Castle, and I just didn't enjoy it. I just remember coming home, just, you know, the, what girls can't play football. And I know that's being a hypocrite, but, um, <laughs> and yeah, I didn't play football for a while. So I just, it just didn't um, push yeah. you. It didn't, it didn't push you. It didn't test you. No. Um, and the only time I just played football in school, really, um, in comprehensive school and outside of school, I just did athletics. Um, yeah. That's about it. So I just, so I remember I had a trial at Cardiff City and I remember when I first met Kayleigh Green. Um, mm. I think it was a year after I was there. She turned up in an Asda uniform. Oh, you have to um, play that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like green shirts. And do you know what? We've been roommates ever since. But um, yeah, and that was the first time I'd played competitive football was at 16, I think. So I, I didn't really play competitively until from the age of 13 to 16. So only in school. Um, and then I think back in them days as well, you would 
hope to get scouted. So like um, I know a few of the girls got scouted by Bristol. They would go. I know they'd only get like thirty five quid a game, but I mean it was more than some of us were do, were, were getting. So um, that was. I never really grew up thinking I wanted to play for Wales until I probably it was my what, second year or third year at Cardiff City. So. Oh, no, fantastic. Um, uh, we've got a couple of other questions coming in. Uh, John Carrier just asking, uh, what did you find about the reception uh, that you received at Wrexham? Were you surprised by the the, re the reception you had there or the, the sort of interest level that was that was up there? Oh, I'll start yeah. with that. Yeah, go on. I, thought, <laughs> uh, I thought it was amazing. Um, yeah. I mean, the training facilities that we got when we went there, obviously, it's a duplicate of Dragon Park. Um, and then, yeah, when we we turned up to the ground and circumstances were different and we weren't allowed to obviously interact or anything like that because of the situation. But, yeah, it was an unbelievable crowd. And I think all of the girls were, I wouldn't say we were surprised, but we weren't expecting it. Um, and it kind of, it just opens up your eyes to... Obviously, I know it's been a little while since we've been to North Wales. Um, it's totally out of our hands. Obviously, we don't decide where we're going to go. But um, I think from all of our perspectives, it, it, we would go back to North Wales at the drop of a hat and, and play again and, and play any games there. Yeah, yeah, and there's such a big uh, right when we go up there to do shoots, and we go across that sort of North Wales uh, area, you know, like from uh, across Rill and what have you, and, and right the way to Anglesey. And there's so many girls' teams up there, so many girls playing. Um, it's just kind of finding a way of harnessing that in terms of a national league, I think, that actually helps push Wales on in the women's game. But um, I think mean, that is, that is a, a topic that we're not going to really get in in the next four minutes before kickoff quite frankly um but yeah uh but but for you guys uh kaylee do you, you you played up there didn't you and you were involved in that uh, in that gaming and it was a it was a great experience to be up there and uh, and playing in front of the uh, north wales crowd yeah i think it's nice to give something back to you know to our supporters you know at, at that end you know we play most of our games down in south wales and we have a we have a big audience and I think it's nice to go up there and see the audience and the support we got there as well. And I, and I think it was great. And, and playing up there, it was nice to give something back to to all the young girl football teams that, that they were playing um, when we were training and we'd done some media days and stuff. But it was great to give, you know, play that game in front of the crowd and, and also get the win as well. I think that topped mm. up a bit. Yeah, and it's mixing it up a bit now, Tash. You've got some real babies in that squad who are coming through, who are the new Tash Hardings and Kaylee Greens, and they're, they're just starting their careers. Are you guys looking after them? Are you, uh, are you taking them under your wing? And um, I wouldn't say taking them under our wing. I'd say tough love. Tough love. Um, <laughs> um, look, when me and Kaylee first went into the senior squad I was 17 years old and there were some players like Cheryl Foster who's now a referee she was tough love it wasn't you know babying and stuff like that um and same as Kaylee she probably you know endured the same thing so um you know it, it, it's not about for us trying to spoon feed them it's about showing them how you know we do things and how the setup is how you you know we, we expect you to behave and we expect you to give 100% every time you train and every time you play. So it's, yeah, I wouldn't say it's an arm around the shoulder. It's more of a kick at the bum and tough love. So, yeah, yeah but, you know, it, it, we're not going to be around forever. So it's trying to find, you know, not so much the next Kaylee Greens and Tash Hardens, hopefully some individual players that can 
you know, put their own stamp on it. Um, and for Jane's sake, I hope there's no Tash Ardens and Kaylee Greens anyway. Uh, or oh, me, thank. I don't think yeah. she'd appreciate. You, you need a bit one. of an easier ride. Is this what we're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just think it's just important, obviously, for the culture that that we've had, you know, through through Wales and stuff, and just show them, you know, what it means to us. You know, not saying that they they, you know, it doesn't mean anything to them wearing a shirt, but it's different by having the passion. You know, and that's something I think all three of us have. We have so much passion. Well, it's elite level it's support. It's easy to play right? football. So it's not like, you you know, you're not taking them under your wing. It's elite level support. And they're, and they're there to win. I guess that's the... Yeah. It's easy playing football when you're in the top team. I think what a lot of people don't realise is when the going gets tough, you have to pull your sleeves up. We haven't always been a nation that's had an abundance of talent. And we've seen that when we were younger. Obviously, now we've flourished and we've got a lot of good individuals within our team, but we've gone through the muck. And obviously, it's hard for us because a lot of our players are older and we're probably in our prime now as a collective. Unfortunately, that's football and, and players retire, et cetera. But obviously, you still have to work hard as, as a kid and coming through and we're always full of answers if if any of them have questions we're always there I mean yes obviously we're a bunch of personalities and and it can be difficult coming into an environment like ours because we are all quite boisterous but we all show how passionate we are about Wales and we all have the same agenda when we go there how cool was that I mean, you know, you don't really get footballers talking like that, but they talk like that to us, well, particularly those three anyway, because there's no real way of holding them back. I'm pretty sure that some people are just like, oh, God, don't say that. But, you know, that's who they are. They're just real, proper people, and this is how they express themselves. So wonderful to hear from Tash and from Kaylee and from Rachel there. And uh, well done to Mr. Mora for uh, marshalling it as best he could. I think he just about kept the reins uh, in check at, uh, at, at various points in that. And, you know... Well, you know, they, they, they think the thing that's so important is, is that, you know, that they are disappointed by that qualifying campaign. And now, as we look towards the Euro qualifying campaign that they're involved in at the moment, you know, they they still think that, you know, that, that would be the epitome. And it is, you know, it will be amazing to reach a major final for Wales women. It would be an absolutely fantastic achievement. But that doesn't or shouldn't take away from what an amazing campaign that was, you know, ultimately fell short. But the wider effect that they had on women's football in, uh, in Wales was just, you know, superb and uh, so glad to be involved and to, and to follow that journey uh, but that then brings us to an end of this Welsh Football Fans Podcast hope you enjoyed it if you did then please give us a, uh, a decent rating a, a like a share um, and also subscribe to the podcast as well as we got plenty more where that came from as we uh, come out of lockdown and start uh, talking to people and football gets underway again all just amazing stuff really can't wait for it um, the next edition will be well I don't know just keep an eye on it please follow our social media channels which is at welshfootball underscore on twitter and instagram and also welshfootballfans on facebook and also do give the welshfootballfans.com website a visit where you will find some fantastic uh, articles in the uh, the uh, RAIG section you will find some uh, really great archive stuff just looking back at uh, amazing players cult heroes and uh, just a wonderful 
stories and games from the past. And in the uh, East Leaf Radio Repeat section, you will find uh, a great series called Next Gen Dragons, which is all about where the uh, the next generation of uh, Wales players are coming from and who they are and what they are like. So well worth uh, visiting that if you are a Welsh football fan, and I assume you are, otherwise, why in heaven's name would you be listening to this nonsense? Uh, that's it then for this edition of the Welsh Football Fans Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Ta-da! The Welsh Football Fans Podcast is an Eat Sleep Media production. It's hosted by Anchor, and the music in this episode is from Artlist. Artlist.